from blackout drunk and arrested to multimillionaire in less than 26 months. You guys are going to want to listen in to how my dear friend, Tracy O'Malley, has mastered understanding Enneagrams to change her life and the ripple effect of those around her. Once she understood the power of the Enneagram, she was then able to use this science and apply it to those that she led and scale a multi-million dollar business, now being highly sought after by companies like Google to train their leadership teams to be more effective leaders. You guys, it is a juicy story you do not want to miss when someone makes a decision, when they hit rock bottom and they find the tools and the resources and personal development to grow beyond their wildest dreams, but then pave it forward by doing it for others, with others, and now consulting major Fortune 500s in creating massive ripple effect and change and leadership in their companies. Tracy and I have really gotten to know each other in a mastermind that we both sought after earlier this year and applied for, and we were accepted, and the rest is history, in our amazing friendship and business collaborations that have really manifested since really entering the room earlier this year together in that same sacred space. So here's the thing. If you're listening to this and you're asking yourself, how can I surround myself with high-energy entrepreneurs and high-impact coaching with live experiential events to grow you personally and professionally and your network like I have by having a podcast interview with someone like Tracy by investing to be in the room and getting to know her from the mastermind I've invested in? You need to check out my unique Burnout to All Out mastermind at burnouttoallout.co. Scroll down check out the mastermind application at the bottom of the page. If you're looking to take our connection from ear on the podcast to an in-person year-long intensive with me and my master coaches in business and mindset and operations of an online business while also experiencing live events with your mastermind members, head over to my website today and get yourself at the front of the wait list. The doors open to our mastermind on September 30th and we'll be reviewing the applications now as they come in to schedule consult calls when the doors open on September 30th. Now, we'll only be taking 20 clients, and we have a large number of recurring mastermind members who stay in the program. So get your name in the hat on the wait list now to see if you're a good match. All right, guys, hope you enjoy this episode. Hey friend, Melissa Hinault here with the Burnout to All Out podcast. I'm a former multiple six-figure executive corporate burnout, feeling stuck in the life I built for myself. But using my corporate skills, I took to the internet and have built multiple six and seven-figure businesses, showing others how they can build a life they love. Now on this podcast, I share stories of being an entrepreneur, a mom to my three amazing kids, and wife to my wonderful and supportive husband who supports all my wild and crazy dreams. My journey is taking grit and persistence and belief. And believe me, I'm still a work in progress that you may witness in real time. Whether it's in our free Burnout to All Out Facebook community 
or inside my mastermind or even in my coaching programs, or maybe just right here on the podcast. I'm laughing and I'm crying with you. I've become a serial entrepreneur with a passion to inspire more burnouts, to take the leap of faith and go all out and live out their dreams. Consider me your mentor in your head and on the go. So let's get started. All right, we are live with Miss Tracy O'Malley. Welcome to the Burnout to All Out podcast. So excited to have you here today. Girl, you just fire me up. I am <laughs> obsessed with you. Seriously, and I don't say about many people. Listen, I've been obsessed with you since before you even knew who I was for like years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that a good thing? Because I got some dysfunctional crap that sometimes people, they're like, it's a good popcorn watching show over there. So, oh my gosh, you've been inspiring me for years, you guys. So I'm so excited to bring Tracy O'Malley here on the line. Uh, we actually have some common threads from a previous life in network marketing, and maybe we'll talk about that a bit. But now Tracy is an incredible multimillionaire, a serial entrepreneur in her own right. And I can't wait to unpack your story from burnout to all out here on the podcast today. So I'm just, I'm so excited to have you here, Tracy. I am absolutely honored to serve you and your beautiful community and share, you know, some of the harder parts of my life. I hate the thing that people say sometimes everything happens for a reason because it's really hard to make sense of some heinous crap that does go down. Yeah. But I do believe that anything that does, even like the crash and burn, Yes, can be used for something beautiful. So I hope that what we share today absolutely lights a fire for somebody in a way that takes them out of burnout. Oh, yes, and I know it will. I know it will. So really quick for our listeners that are listening live today, I'm going to share with you guys Tracy's bio. So you like know that you don't want to stop the scroll. You want to stay right here, whether you're on YouTube or LinkedIn. Tracy doesn't have your typical highlight reel bio, okay? Which is also what makes her remarkably gifted at identifying your blind spots and your success blocks. This multimillionaire entrepreneur you see today was not set up for success. In fact, the odds were stacked against her. Anybody felt that way before? Tracy's been arrested. She's been a blackout drunk. Well, maybe we'll unpack that a little bit today. Divorced with two little kids and broke and had to build her life and business from rock bottom without friends, network, and family support that many assume she must have had in deep supply when you look back, I'm sure. After achieving the top 1% of network marketers in the world, going from zero to multimillionaire in just 26 months, Tracy's mission shifted, which is so beautiful to see unfold. Now her primary focus is coaching individuals, couples, and professional corporate teams to leverage their natural strengths and stressors to achieve unstoppable success, which we're going to hear a little bit more about today. Tracy has a unique coaching style where she uses the Enneagram framework to uncover the patterns of how you interrupt the world, navigate your emotions, and interpersonal relationships. So excited, Tracy, to unpack this today. I know I had a private, well, it wasn't private, it's was a public session with you on your podcast to really uncover my Enneagram and how I operate in life. And it was so fascinating. And I immediately started to become aware of it and implement some things that I'd learned from you. It's been really impactful. So you guys, 
get pen, get paper. You're going to want to listen to this woman's story and you're going to want to take notes on the back end and how you can be even more wildly successful in your business and interpersonal relationships through honing in on this whole process and methodology. Oh, sister, like hearing that bio, it's like, damn, is that me? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's been a crazy, you know, I just turned 50 this year and it's crazy to think, I feel like I'm on version like 5.0, 6.0 at this point, but all .0s were important to take me to who I am today and to be able to like really stand in that gap and help people move forward in whatever, personally, professionally, all across the board. So I'm honored to be here, honey. Yes. Yeah, we got a lot of energy because we're the same exact Enneagram type and we have the same instinctual response to life. So if you guys are feeling like you're sweating, that's totally normal when two Enneagram eights are in the room. So, (laughs) oh, you know, I'm sweating. I'm like, please, two eights showed up. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is going to be so much fun. And by the way, just a little backgrounder, Tracy and I really got to know each other through the elite mastermind that we're in today. We both you know, paid to be in the room with an incredible group of entrepreneurs that, you know, we are constantly investing in ourselves to grow, to network, to become even a a whole nother level of human. And that's really where we really connected over dinner in a fancy car show place. It was a, what was that place anyway? It was like a country club for people with cars. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, my former career was in the car industry. So it was really this beautiful full circle moment from selling cars and being an account executive in the car corporate industry to, you know, walking through lanes of luxury and knowing like that's absolutely like my lifestyle right now. Not that I have the flashy cars. I still drive a freaking pickup truck for crying out loud, which I love, but just like full circle moment, what that can look like for you when you really harness and understand who you are fully. Yes. Yes. Okay. So perfect segue, which we unpack in first, sister. Yeah. So let's just segue to life in car sales or in the car industry. I want to go back to the Tracy O'Malley, previous to the badass multimillionaire business extraordinaire you are today, back to when you were working for someone else, Mm -hmm. right before, maybe right before you made the pivot, right? Like when did you instinctually know that I need to go out on my own. I need to go build my own thing. Like, talk to us about where you were in your career. What were you doing? And was it like a light bulb moment or was it kind of a slow progression? You know, I've I've always known I was going to march to the beat of my own drum. I always knew that. My dad was an entrepreneur, but also, you know, raised by depression era parents. So he had always side gigs Warren Buffett, you know, very conservative guy my dad is. And he always, I remember him telling me when I was a little girl, you know, I was supposed to be a boy. So he talked to me like I was a little boy all the time. I was a tomboy. I listened to financial shit, like all the things like that my dad thought a boy should know. That was me. But he made sure I looked really cute doing it. It was (laughs) bizarre. So I remember him telling me, learn how to make money while you sleep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was more into real estate and, you know, he worked in the insurance industry. So residual income was a big part of his income. Mm-hmm. But I never knew what that looked like. I knew I was going to do something. And so, like, as a little girl, I wanted to be a trauma surgeon. Mm-hmm. And because I'm really good under pressure, you know, like eights, we just like we, we eat intensity for breakfast. There's not really much more intense than like trauma. 
on the front lines of stuff. But then I was like, I don't want to do that much school and I don't want to be inside. So then I went to school to become a firefighter paramedic, you know, very intense. Ended up getting married very young, having two back-to-back Irish twins, and that kind of got scrapped. So I'm like, what am I going to do? So I dabbled in the restaurant business for a while. My husband and I, we got married at like 21, and we started a valet company. So we did that. You were entrepreneurial from the very beginning. I've always been, but here's where it gets like this burnout happens. So after the valet company, then he ended up getting a job for, it was WorldCom, but now it's like Verizon. And at the same time, then 9-11 happened and the whole IT industry kind of took a hit. And so he got a layoff package and was either like you transfer to Chicago or Denver or you take this package. And we took the package, took out equity on our house and bought a car transport company. And so for 10 years, we had a car transport company and it was very successful. We tripled it in size. And, you know, that industry is rough. It's really hard and it's very cutthroat. And, you know, we, we had this disconnect happened in our marriage, which wasn't good. It was not good at all. And so it was around 2008 when the recession happened, the housing market. I'm now going through a divorce. There's crap going on behind the scenes that isn't looking good. Our eyes are off the business. And without warning, our biggest client bolts on us. It's like 85% of our business. And I was faced with the decision. This was after 10 years of blood, sweat, and tears. You know, we were the youngest in our uh, neighborhood. We had our house at 25 years old. We were the two kids, the two golden retrievers, all of it. And this, this aha moment, this humiliating moment of like, seriously, this is not how I thought my life would be at 35. And, you know, with the recession, I had to foreclose my house. I had to make a decision. Do I rebuild this business with my ex-husband, which that's, that was a big no, or do I go out into corporate America? Mm. And thankfully, because of my history and experience in the car industry, I was, even during a recession, headhunted by like three or four different people. Mm. Being a woman in the car industry and being savvy and tenacious, that was a benefit. So there was only two years that I actually worked in corporate America And although I was great at what I did, I was killer at what I did. I hated every second. I felt like not only was my soul getting checked at the door, I never wanted to work for somebody else. Mm. I never did. My kids were 10 and 11, 11 and 12 at the time. They needed me more than ever. And I was commuting 44 miles away and wearing pencil skirts and high heels. And I'm a tomboy and like, what the hell is this? And I'm grateful though, because those two years, you know, working for someone else, spiraled me down to burnout and rock bottom accelerated. And I don't know without that, I would have had the FU in me to really make the pivot and the changes that were coming next. On the back end of this, at the same time, at the very same time, I got a call from my dad saying he was diagnosed with cancer and 12 days later he was gone. So I was kind of like confronted with life is really too short. And if you don't do something magical with it, you're going to piss it away. And I did not want to carry on that kind of legacy for my two children, who I was the sole provider, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and financially. So that's kind of where the rock bottom burnout, like crash and burn happened. Is right there, like right at 2010. Wow, what a story. Oh my gosh. Okay, so working for corporate America, you've got these two little kids. You hit rock bottom. 
Where do you go from there? Well, part of the job was entertaining clients. And I mean, I'm Irish, like damn near 100%. I can have a good time. I know how to work a room. I know how to storytell. And I certainly knew how to drink. And I was actually scolded for not entertaining enough. And so I was like, well, you can't beat them, join them. And I was so just fed up that my drinking became an issue. And although I wasn't an everyday drinker, I knew that five days a week, it was off to the races. And I just didn't want that for my kids. If we don't repair things, we repeat them, not just in ourselves, but in our families. And I knew at the age that they were at, they needed a different kind of role model. And I wasn't walking my talk. I was telling them they could do and be and do this and do this. And I'm over here, you know, belly up to a bottle of crown and angry all the time and full of resentment. And I knew that the toolbox that I had, although on paper, and I had the receipts to prove I got by okay. On paper, I looked okay. Right, right. In fact, most people thought I was crazy with this next move. I decided I walked into my boss's office. I said, if I stay here, I'm going to die. And so I need new tools. So I'm leaving. I'm not telling anybody I'm leaving. Wait till I leave to tell anybody. And then I checked myself into rehab voluntarily for alcohol, food, anger, codependency, everything but drugs, basically, I've used to plow through life. And that's where I started to get a new toolbox. And I went in with a very huge ego because, you know, you think about rehab and you think about like a bunch of slugs. And I was like, I'm better than these people. Like, I'm not as bad. I don't need this. I wasn't in detox. I didn't need any kind of medication. I'm just here to get some tools. Thank you. Goodbye. And I was humbled very, very quickly. And on day two, I still see her to this day. She's she's also an Enneagram 8, which speaks volumes. She told me the statistics that 2% of us were going to make it. And I started to look around the room and doing very quick math. The very first words I spoke in rehab was an apology to everyone because they were not going to make it because I was the 2%. Wow. And sadly, I was right. You know, my own roommate passed away 18 months later for from an alcohol overdose. And so I knew that like this was a daily thing and I needed tools. And on day two in rehab, my therapist introduced me to the Enneagram and I went into it kicking and screaming. I basically told her to F off. I'm like, I don't need a label. I'm here for help. And she's like, well, this might help you get out of the box that you've put yourself in and the world have put you in. And at the age of 40 at the time, you know, unpack as much stuff that got me there. I needed as many tools as I could get. And this really helped me streamline right to the heart of matters so that I wouldn't feel like I was floundering and trying to figure out how to navigate a brand new life at the age of 40 with two kids that were in their teenage years. So that's kind of where it started. At the same time, I was jobless. Yes. No income. I had very little savings left. And I was introduced to a product that, you know, I was feeling like crap, you know, on the back end of a rough, a rough few years, I needed some, some wellness in my life. And this girl that I had had actually met in the car industry was talking about it. She looked great. She was trying to like do the whole spiel. I was like, get the hell away from me. Just give me my stuff and then leave me alone, please. And after about a week, I felt like I, you know, swallowed a rainbow. And I was like, geez, like, and I looked sparkly and I was like, wow, I came back to life. And it was in that moment I Googled the company and I realized it was one of those network marketing things. I was like, oh, Jesus, it's one of those. Great. (laughs) And I'm like the least likely person to ever do something like that because I'd wiped out my entire network. 
everyone mm-hmm. other than my children. There was nobody left standing in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, build a team, <laughs> join my team. Like that was not going to happen if this wasn't a divine appointment. And I looked at the compensation plan and because I'm a numbers person, it made sense. It wasn't about the number of people that I brought in, but leveraging the ones that I did. And this is where the Enneagram started to come into play too, because every person that I came in contact with wasn't wired like me and you. Mm -hmm. And up until that point, this was the only language I knew how to speak (laughs) is fire and intensity and like force, Right. right? That does not work for everyone. And so thankfully with the Enneagram integration and knowledge under my belt, I decided to build a team in that company. And, you know, within two years, I was making a million dollars a year. That team now, I still have it. I don't actively build it anymore, but it's upwards of 110,000 people. Seven millionaires have been created in that organization, represented by six different Enneagram types, and not one of them is an eight like you and I. So True testament to really understanding people and how to communicate with them that you can leverage and you can work smarter, yeah, not necessarily harder and not burn through a network or people. And it allowed me to date every person I came in contact with rather than like almost having one night stands, getting to know people. You know what I mean? I, it's like the, like the speed dating. I'm not that kind of girl at all. Never have been. And this allowed me to really kind of get to know people at a motive level and a fear level Mm -hmm. that I could speak life into them and empower them in a way that suited them. And that's kind of where the pivot happened. I had no intention of ever doing that. But once I I knew what I had underneath my belt and in my soul, I knew I knew exactly what I was going to do. I don't know how. I was like, I have no people. I'm that single mom that went to rehab. Who the hell is going to join me? But, you know, if you build yourself up and shine your light with authenticity and fire and conviction, the right people show up and the right people go. Yes. Oh my gosh. So such an incredible story. And a couple of things I want to hit on here. One of the things, I mean, there's so many incredible nuggets there, but what I love is that basically you honed in on a process, a methodology that worked for you. And you leaned in and you scaled a multi-million dollar business in the process. And what I love about this story is, and we'll get there, but is not only did it work for you in scaling that business, at some point in the middle of it, you must have been like, wow, this works scaling this business with all different types of Enneagrams, right? Now you have this incredible passive income, you know, you're a multimillionaire with plenty of cash coming in. But at some point at the pinnacle of that, you must have looked around and been like, I'm on to something. And it's probably applicable beyond just, when I say just, I don't mean to undermine because you have an incredibly massive successful business, but you must have recognized if this works here and leading a team here, the rest of the world needs to learn about this. How did you get into the, from there, into the business of consulting and coaching couples, consulting and coaching in corporate, consulting and coaching business owners and helping them maximize their performance, their team performances, their relationships? Like what, where was the tipping point in your network marketing world that you were like, okay, I'm ready to pivot again, right? I'm ready to take what I've learned and I'm ready to go show it to the rest of the world. Like, what did that look like, Tracy? 
What's funny about the whole Enneagram thing in my network marketing business, not one time did I ever utter the word Enneagram. I had gotten so good at really determining who was in front of me without saying, what's your Enneagram type or take this test or like I got very good at asking questions. And, you know, I knew from the day that I decided to build that business that I really had about three years of like balls to the wall in me in that arena. And I knew I knew and it's it sounds so weird and like wooey, but it's just freaking true. I knew that that was training wheels for something bigger. It was going to be training wheels on a stage, training wheels in leadership development with a lot of women, which I hadn't worked with a lot. You know, I've been in male dominated industries my whole life. And honestly, I mean, when you saw me is probably at the peak of it. And I was about two, three, four years in and my ego really liked it. I liked who doesn't like a million dollars a year? Who doesn't like knowing that what you're doing is helping and making an impact in the world? Like I loved all of it. I had, you know, two high school graduates. Our relationship was better than ever because of this knowledge. And honestly, there was a divine appointment that I did not see coming and I did not enjoy. It was about four years into it. I don't know if I would have stopped if this didn't happen or I wouldn't have stopped like this. My health took a turn and I thought it was adrenal burnout because I was traveling all the time. I mean, I was flying all over the country and all over the world, quite honestly, helping people build teams. And you're famous. Well, I don't know about that, but I was good at what I did. Yeah. Tell you. And like it was like a powerhouse coming in and helping people. And I really like loved that. But my ego did too, if I'm being really, really honest. The eights, we love to show the world how strong and powerful we were. And even though it was for all the right reasons, there was still some ego and not a healthy way there that I wasn't aware of at the time. And so when my health took a turn, I was kind of forced into a sabbatical. I physically could not. And that was very humbling, too, because I'm just like, I'm king of the world. I can do anything. Don't tell me I can't. And my body sidelining me for almost nine months. Mm. I mean, it was severe. Like, I didn't know if I was going to make it out of 2017. Like, the doctors were surprised I had made it that long. It was pretty serious. And I was hooked up. I had a port in my chest, hooked up to IVs for 16 weeks. $200,000 in medical expenses. It was not just like I had, you know, a flu. It was severe and planning a funeral just in case, you know, my kids were left without a mom. And I remember sitting in those recliners with the IVs pumping into me and I saw very clearly what I was about to do next. And although I saw it, I was like, yeah, but like, I'm going to have this great comeback story. I'm going to come back into that network marketing. They're going to not know what hit them. And I remember my first attempt. I mean, I was still like getting IVs when I was speaking back on a stage. And I remember after I finished it, I said, I think that was it. I think that was it because this doesn't feel the same. This part of the story's over. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it was bad and it doesn't mean there's anything bad that happened. I had evolved. I had gone through a life-changing experience where like the divine God, whatever you call it, said it is now time to go to your next level. And that's when I was like, okay, I know what I want to do, but how do I package this? I'd never even thought about it leading with the Enneagram, to be honest, because I was like, I'm more than this Enneagram chick. I have 22 years of personal development and 22 years of history that can help a lot of people. But because 
I was kind of messy with the packaging. It wasn't sticking as fast as I wanted. And my ego hated it. I hated it. Because I was like, I know if I get in front of the right person, it's game over. And because I'm not a natural, brilliant marketer, I was really struggling with it. And it was like, it's like, keep it simple, sweetheart. Something I learned in recovery. Keep it simple, sweetheart. Kiss. What were your beginnings that really helped you accelerate this? And I was like, oh, shit, it's the Enneagram. And I was like, oh, my God, am I seriously going to lead with this? And I was like, well, it's, it's a thing. And it is the tool that really helped me streamline who I am and understand who I am. And I've used it to help not just my children and my home team, but this massive organization I built. And so I started, you know, doing beta testing with groups and couples. And, you know, I had the evidence in my own family on how brilliant it was. And so it was about four or five years ago, four years ago that I started to lead with the Enneagram and it was the thing. And it was becoming trendy at the time, which also pissed me off (laughs) because I was like, you know what? Like you guys are using it as as this cutesy little thing, almost like it's like an astrology sign. Mm -hmm. And it's a powerful psychological tool that is combined with some beautiful spirituality that can help you leverage every gift that you were ever born with and use every experience that you've ever had for something beautiful. And that's where I started to be bold and loud. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of great information out there on the Enneagram, but what the hell are you going to do with it? None of them can tell you, but I can. And here's how, and here's why. And since then, my goodness, now I'm working with companies like Google, John Deere, law firms, real estate brokerages, uh, health and wellness companies, even competitors of the marketing company that I I still have an account with. Like all these other network marketing companies are now hiring me. I'm on retainer with some of these companies to be their, you know, personal and professional development coach. And it's all using the framework of the Enneagram. I'm teaching them how to use it in integrity to empower people and to help them communicate better so that the vision, the goals of the company, you can drive that bottom line. You can drive productivity and passion in a culture that honestly, that's why people stay with a company or a business is because of the growth opportunities and the culture. Mm. And if you don't know how to build two solid things like a culture and growth opportunities, people will leave people will leave and then you're starting from scratch all over again. So it's what I've been doing the last four years in, in helping people with this. And it's been so much fun. Oh my gosh. It's, oh, so incredible. I love your story. And could you have ever guessed, I mean, you knew you had a calling. You knew there was this pull, this new level of you that you just had to kind of listen to and lean into with faith, right? To make that pivot when you'd already been so wildly successful. I love this. I love this. So Tracy, I'd love to get into, if if you don't mind, for a couple of minutes, unpacking maybe some core concepts. I know that if people really want to dig in, they, they need to reach out to you and maybe work with you personally. But can you speak to us, you know, how can people leverage their natural strengths if they understand their Enneagram and how can they leverage their natural strengths and stressors to adapt or respond in the world, having this Enneagram knowledge about how they how they operate in the world. Well, and this is where the Enne- why I love the Enneagram so much. And I'm all for any tool that helps us better understand each other. I mean, I reference astrology before. I mean, I use it, use that knowledge. My my daughter's 
a certified astrologist. So like I believe in it when it's used properly, right? Mm-hmm. I believe in Myers-Briggs and DISC and human design. I'm all for anything that allows us to grow and push ourselves to the next level, not to be used to stay in a box or to stay stuck or say, this is how I am, just deal with it. But how the Enneagram is wildly different than all of it is it is this beautiful, perfect storm of psychology and spirituality. And I do believe, and I've carried babies in my belly, that we're all born with this temperament and disposition and this divine blueprint. I really, really do believe this. And if you don't believe that, that's okay, but I'm probably not going to resonate with you. And I'm okay with that. But what happens is we're born with that and then we're dropped into circumstances and experiences that, and we, we get our teeth kicked in from time to time. Yeah. And that divine blueprint, how it gets expressed can take a change and kind of takes us off-roading a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what the Enneagram can do for you when you understand your personal framework, right? So me and Melissa happen to have the same framework because we're the same type. And so where we go under stress looks pretty similar might be packaged a little bit different, but it's rooted in the same stuff. When you understand your framework, where you go under stress, where you need to go in order to be the best version of yourself, which is really freaking hard, and how to use other supporting parts of who you are to push yourself there, that's where the magic happens. If you're going to use the Enneagram, you got to kind of have the right type. And you got to know that. And that's the problem. That is the problem with the Enneagram. It's the only bad part about it is artificial intelligence is great to an extent, but it can't take what you've experienced in life into consideration in these questions. And so a lot of the online tests are inaccurate about 65 to 70% of the time, but they're a great starting point if you don't have like somebody like me kind of guiding you in a conversation. But once you have the right framework, it is just like any kind of GPS system, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, we take a wrong turn. And do we beat ourselves up for that? You know, when Siri takes us on a wrong turn? No. It course corrects us really quick and we're able to get back on track. That is how the Enneagram can work in your life. Mm-hmm. And you shared a story earlier, and I would love for you to kind of explain, because yeah. that's a perfect example of how understanding the Enneagram and the framework can help you grow and avoid conflict and obstacles that don't serve you. Share that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I love this. So Tracy was, I was honored to be able to have like a live session with her. Like I did the whole assessment and then she reviewed my assessment on live on her podcast. And it was incredible because one of the things I learned about myself that Prior to Tracy's interview with me, I had just yucked it up to me being sometimes a slow decision maker on really stressful things. I've been running my business for two or three years now, and there's been pivotal moments in my business where I've had to make really, really critical decisions. And I found that I literally could take me a week to a month to make the decision because it was something that I really needed to ruminate on and think through. And I'd always just thought I was one of those people that's the aim, 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 fire person. But what's interesting is as a CEO of my business, I daily I make I make decisions quickly like I need yeah. to, like I'm confident decisive. fires out, right? Super decisive. But when I feel like my back is against the wall and I don't have options, that's when I'm like, no, wait a minute. I can't, I can't give you an answer on this today. And I found that literally I would 
literally like look at my calendar and tell people, I, I'll get back to you in a week. I'll go back to you in two weeks. I've got someone right now who's looking for an answer to be a paid coach in my program. And I'm like, I need to, I need to sit on this. I need to speak to my CFO. I need to think through this. And anyway, so your interview with me helped me understand that when I feel like I'm in a corner, I go into a state of kind of a cave of really having to process and think through things. So I went through a series of events last month with a staff member where I was being pushed by that person. I need to make a decision right now, right now. I want the answer right now, right now. And I've had the awareness based off your assessment that this isn't going to pan out well for you if you want me to make a decision right now. And this is where I've learned and my team knows, I will say, I need two weeks to think about this. I need a week to think through this, right? And so where I'm going with all of this that I've learned about me, instead of feeling like I'm a slow decision maker on certain things, I've realized, no, when I feel like my back is up against the wall, I am very clear with my team or the person that's asking the question, hey, I've got to go back to the drawing board and really think through this and think through my options. And I realize now that that's just part of my personality and that my team knows that. And they they respect that when it's a big decision. Melissa's not giving you an answer tomorrow. Now, many times I can make a really quick the same, but if, but if I feel like my back's against the wall, don't push me. Like I've got to go think about it. You don't, you don't, you don't want, you don't want to see the answer. <laughs> and they're very lucky that like, cause like 10 years ago, if somebody had done that to me, the bite is going to not feel real good. Not only will they not like the answer, it's going to hurt really bad because I'm going to attack. So like, they're very fortunate that you've done work where you can be like, I'm going to kind of go into this cave. But like what you said is so true. Like every single Enneagram type, and there's nine of them, is rooted in a core motive. And if we do the six degrees of separation, your motive and my motive is very similar. Now, how it gets packaged up can look a little different depending on the situation. But when you understand what motivates everything you do, it's real easy to get back on track. That also being said, knowing your core fear and when you're triggered or when you feel your blood pressure go up, it's like, oh, they just nicked the wound. They nicked the fear. And for you and I, our biggest fear is being controlled, mm -hmm. uh, being put in a vulnerable situation, mm -hmm. and being betrayed or violated. And them pushing you for an answer is being controlled and also being put in a vulnerable situation, especially, you know, decisions that are huge. And for people that don't understand our process sometimes, because we are so damn decisive and quick and risk takers, they don't understand why certain things we can go into a cave and, and we're MIA for a little bit, but being able to articulate that and, and you understanding like, oh, this is because this is a vulnerable thing. I feel controlled. Like even when I get interrogated about certain things, my son has done it to me and he's so sweet because he's a two on the Enneagram. So he's a natural helper. He always wants, to, so he'll start kind of firing off questions at me around the house. Did you do this? Did you do this? And he's doing because he wants to help me. Mm -hmm. But in my body, I can feel like, oh my gosh, I am about to throat punch you in a second. Like I'm feeling <laughs> that. And, and I was like, okay, that's a little aggressive. Like I'm feeling that in my body. And I've told him, like, I understand what you're doing and it's beautiful. I'm feeling like you're trying to control me or you don't think I have things handled. Mm, and I don't yeah. like that. And it's uh, like me catching that about myself. I was like, you just gotta, like, when you're doing that, 
come at me a little bit differently. And I can also, you know, self-regulate my own emotions and understand like, oh, this is his two coming in, being Mm -hmm. sweet. He's not trying to control me. He doesn't think I don't have my crap together. Mm. Like he's just being kind. Yeah. Cool your jets, cool your jets O'Malley. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> but knowing that, I mean, I used to start fights just to start fights because I love the intensity. And that doesn't, like that leaves a lot of wreckage. Right. Right. Do we want to be effective? Yes. That's a hell yes. And so really knowing this, not just myself, like you got to be able to lead yourself first. Mm-hmm. which is powerful, then those closest to you, which, you know, that's important. And then you can start learning the other languages. And when you do, you can lead anyone effectively. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I will say when you and I kind of really had our first real conversation yeah. in the car club, you nailed me and my Enneagram within a couple of minutes of talking because you're just so masterful at it. Well, I've been doing it every day for 10 years. It's like any muscle. Like, this is the thing, you guys, is a lot of people drink the Enneagram Kool-Aid and they love it. And you understand, like, the leverage of it. Like, holy crap, it's like an accelerant. It's like throwing kerosene on a fire. Like, and when you're talking about growth and business and, and even passion and love and relationships, like, anything that's an accelerant, you want to, like, do Yep. But here's the thing. It's, it's a muscle that you have to build. Mm-hmm. It's just like we don't decide we want a J-Lo booty, ladies, and then go to the gym one time tomorrow and have it, right? It takes consistency. Mm-hmm. It takes unconditional commitment to the process. And so although the Enneagram isn't complicated, and it isn't, it is complex. And it, it does, just like any tool that you use, if you take a chainsaw because it's powerful and you know it gets the job done, but if you don't know how and when it's appropriate to use it, you could do a lot of damage. Mm. And so if you're going to dive into the Enneagram, which I highly, highly, highly recommend, having somebody really teach you how and when to use it and, and, and helping you build that muscle faster. It's like having a personal trainer. Yeah. Like, you want results, then then have the right trainer to show you how. Um, But once you you really build this muscle, I'm telling you, it's curtains. Lights out. Watch out. Well, and I will say this, and and then I know we're getting close to time. I want to leave some time for any final remarks. But one of the things I felt so valuable about having kind of that one-on-one with you after having the assessment was understanding the why behind, right? Understanding What you and I uncovered with me as an eight, my need for control, my need for safety really goes back to childhood. Like, what was my environment like? You know, I grew up with an alcoholic father and a mother who was managing a child with mental illness. And I pretty much grew up in a space of being quiet and not causing problems, but also nothing was safe, like nothing ever, right? And so coming out of childhood and into adolescence and off to college, it was like a mission to make sure I was safe. And you didn't rely on any, didn't have to rely on anybody else. 100%, which also explains how you end up in a cave when you feel like you're, you're losing control because you, yes. want, you want control for safety, right? It's different than some of the other Enneagrams, uh, like right. why I guess we behave the way we do. But it just... Having that session with Tracy to unpack kind of the why behind the number was just so powerful for me. And that's a beautiful example of like that divine blueprint that you're born with and then you're dropped into an environment and ours are very, very similar 
where it changes the expression of that. And we start understanding we're still motivated the same way. We still have the same fears, but how we present that to the world can change. And I guarantee like outside of your household, like me, you were tenacious and after it. And, and so was I, but in my home, I was like you, I was like kind of observing, kind of like, don't make waves. Like they got enough crap going on, but put me out in the world. You better watch out. Yes, exactly. Right. And, and I love that. I love that, that this is where, you know, nature and nurture come into play. And this is why the Enneagram is different than anything else. Human design, astrology, Myers-Briggs, and it's why it's that powerful. Yes. So good. So good. So Tracy, final remarks before I ask you where people can find you, work with you, what you got going on right now? Yeah. Um, what's the final question? Well, my final, that the final I, question, I guess any final remarks that you oh. have for our listeners today, just as far as this whole process goes in evolution. Honestly, like I love human experiences. I really do. Like we're all here to be in community, whether it's professionally or personally, and they're all intertwined. And I think we all feel like we wear so many different hats, especially women. I'm not minimizing the men and their roles in the family and all of that. But like, seriously, we women are multitasking legends, quite honestly. And it feels like it's ripping off one hat and putting on another. And the more that you really can embrace and understand your Enneagram framework, you realize that you only have to wear one hat and you can wear it proud. And you know that this is who you are. You might have to change how you wear it. You may flip that sucker backwards and it might be game on, but it's a lot less exhausting. You won't energetically and emotionally bankrupt yourself trying to be all these different things, knowing your sweet spot and loving it and knowing where you get tripped up from time to time and meeting it with compassion. Mm. Meeting it with compassion will allow you to go the distance in your homes and in your businesses and in your life with an elegance that just feels freaking great. And when you are in flow like that, let me tell you, your creative juices fly. The people you attract into your life goes way up and you make a hell of a lot more money. Let me tell you. Yes. And I'm here for all of it. Like seriously, I want to squeeze every bit of juice out of life. And I know you do too that are listening right now. And it really takes you humbly and compassionately taking an honest look at yourself and then doing magic with all of that. Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. So Tracy, where can folks find you and how can people work with you? There's lots of different ways currently to work with me. I will always work one-on-one with people because I love the compound effect of time with one person. It's not the most scalable option, but you know what? It's part of my passion. And being that kind of eight that I am, I am about the intensity of an experience and what work with one person, the the ripple effect that that can have. So I do individual. I do a lot of corporate consulting. I work with teams and organizations of any size, families, marriages. You can go to tracyomalley.com, the work with me section. You can reach out to me, DM me wherever, LinkedIn, Instagram, any of those things. I am on Instagram at Tracy underscore O'Malley. And I have a podcast called The Leadership Formula, which is a lot of Enneagram stuff and leadership and all the things that really keep us stuck and keep us thriving. So yes. I think that covers all the things. Website, Instagram, podcast, LinkedIn. Yes. Gilbert, Arizona, if you're in town, just say hey. <laughs> yes. 
I know you and I have to chat. I've, I'm looking to have my 2023 live mastermind event in Arizona, and I'd love for you to be a guest speaker. So we'll have to talk. Yeah, if you need boots on the ground to help you find and have the right people here to help you, I got you. Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for your time today. You know what? One final remark I would love for you, just timely as we talk about masterminds and live events, I would love your two cents on the value of live events, the value of showing up and investing in rooms to help you grow, you know, the power of live events and masterminds. Do you have any, any two cents on that? It's everything. Honestly, energy, like although thank goodness for technology and all of that, energy has no poker face. And when you are in a room of people that are leveling up, it's going to force you to. Or you're going to go down the rabbit hole of maybe shame, comparison, but at least you'll have an honest assessment of where you're at. And I, <laughs> you know, I've been in rooms. I mean, I pay lots of money to be in powerful rooms and as powerful as I know I am. Holy crap, is it like this, you know, come to Jesus moment for me? It's like, okay, I, I put this out in the universe. This is what I want. And me being the smartest person in the room is never going to get me there. That's and right. So I have to humbly be alongside with people like Melissa who are killing it. And like that is the difference maker. My dad always said, make money while you sleep and never be the smartest person in the room. Yes. Never be the yeah. smartest person in the room. And so I have easily spent, oh, probably $500,000 in the last six years on masterminds, coaches, events, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yes. Oh, my God. Valuable money I've ever spent. Not just, you know, what it brings out in me, right? Like being around people that are really crushing it. It's also eliminating the people in my life that don't serve me anymore. And, and I don't mean you know, anything bad by that. But like sometimes people's part in the story is over and really coming face to face into terms with that. If you're putting out into the world what you say you want in the world, your actions better back that shit up. Mm, and that means right. putting yourself in rooms like that and letting people go. Like if you want the abundance to flow and you have to make the room for it. Yes. And getting in the rooms will expose you to people, places and things that you need for the next part of your journey. But you got to take that faith filled can't see the next steps in front of you, move uh, for the world and the universe and God to do the magic in your life. You got to walk your talk. Yes. Okay. So I, I'm a firm believer, girl. So good. Thank you. I agree wholeheartedly. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for your time today. And I just have so enjoyed getting to know you uh, on a whole nother level. And I really appreciate this interview, just learning even more about you. And thank you for bringing just your knowledge to my network. My pleasure, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you all. Thanks for listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. For free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services, go ahead over to livethefreelife.co. That's livethefreelife.co. Co, or check out our Facebook community at Burnout to All Out and make sure you follow Burnout to All Out on Spotify and subscribe to iTunes. And it would truly mean the world to me if you paused for just a second, gave me that five-star review of the show and be sure to share this episode with any burnouts you think would be inspired to go all out after hearing this episode.